Welcome to another podcast at SliceOffice.com, brought to you by Madison Computer Works. Also, our friends at the Operating Engineers Local 139 and the Madison Teamsters Local 695. Joining us now, it's Brian Lease from Madison Computer Works. Long time no talk. It's been a long time, Fly. I've been a I've been a busy man. I bet you've been busy too. <laughs> We've been in cra- crazy, insanely busy here. All right, so let's talk about. You know, I'm gonna. It, it's uh, a couple things down on your list, but I'm gonna talk about the elephant in the room in the beginning, if you don't mind. <laughs> that we talk about AI right in the beginning. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. That's what on everyone's mind. Everyone's talking about it. Well, I uh, you know. Uh, on my uh, show on 101.5 this week, we're talking. We're going to be talking about PETA using AI to rewrite the book of Genesis. Oh, <laughs> <Have> you- <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny. That's funny. Um, the scary part is, I mean, because there are a lot of pros and cons, you know, to AI, um, is that everything, it's going to affect every single industry out there. I mean, I was talking to, you know, one of my customers who, who makes teeth and everything, and he was saying, oh, yeah, well, with AI, I'll be able to say, you know, tooth number such and such, this and that. It'll draw it out so he doesn't have to do all the engineering. It'll send it to his equipment so that it'll print out and actually make the teeth. I mean, it's every business out there will be affected by AI and what it's capable of doing. Um, Now, is that a pro or a con? You know, of jobs and stuff and, you know, not needing five people because you can have one thing doing it. Just it's what you feed in there, but, you know, that it's going to produce. But even so, um, uh, it is going to affect every business. And and, and it also could be used to deceive people. Matter of fact, that's happening already. Well, that's one of the scary on the cons list is the deep fakes. So deep fakes of like video and voice and pictures that even the experts are having difficulty of being able to say, is this real or isn't it? I mean, think how hard it is right now to get the truth, you know, on the Internet of what's really going on. But you watch a video of some politician or somebody saying or doing something, and you think it's real, and they can't prove whether it's real or not on anything. I mean, how are you ever going to know what's true and what's not with, with that kind of, you know, that kind of deep fake capability? So... I know you. You're one of those guys that's up at two in the morning making notes. You're thinking about something and you're always thinking forward. That's how Madison Computer Works has always been kind of on the cutting edge of things in the capital city here. Uh, Have you thought about how this affects what you do in your business? Well, it's going to affect every business. And yeah, we've talked about it. Now, a lot of people will be, you know, just looking up what's going on. Uh, They're having this error, this problem. They'll go to their, their Bing search, which, you know, is currently using the chat GPT-4 um, and has access to, you know, current information on the Internet and everything else um, to try and find out how to do something. Now, again, it's only as good as what's fed into it. What it is absorbing, it will learn and get better and better. So that's the whole thing about AI is that if, it, uh, if you ask a question, I've got this symptom and this symptom and this is going on in my machine, how do I resolve it? And it gives you a list of things to try. Well, that could be a good thing if it's really helping you or a bad thing if what you're doing is making it that much harder for us to really fix it. But eventually, it will get so good 
that for, I don't know, maybe 70 or 80% of the stuff we do to help people, they may not need us. Yeah, that's a, that, that is a concern. On the other hand, your hardware breaks, it's not booting, your, your drive isn't working, but you're, you're coming in, you're going to need our help because that, I don't care how good, you know, you know, AI is. <laughs> not, I don't think you want to be open up your laptop and try and replace a hard drive or something. So obviously some of the things with AI are extremely intriguing, like diagnosing cancer years before our current technology allows. So there's obviously positive things about AI. Right. So things like healthcare where people can, you know, um, feed a bunch of information or it can tell you if you might have pancreatic cancer just based on the symptoms or, you know, what or just the things you're going to the doctor for based on large data sets. I mean, they're, it's incredibly accurate at predicting uh, even before the doctors would be predicting based on, you know, on the information and data sets of other people and what they did and then applying it to what's happening with you. Um, that, was an, that was a really interesting study. Yeah, you're, you're correct. Healthcare could be a wonderful boon for people. Um, you know, there's a lot of good things that can write code in like any language. So you didn't know how to write a script to do something. You say, hey, you know, write this in whatever, COBOL or whatever language, you, you know, MySQL, whatever, to be able to do this stuff. It'll just write that stuff out there. Now, that, that's a plus for the end user. But what about the people who had to learn those languages and got degrees in it and and make their money doing that, who no longer are necessary. So every pro can be a negative, I would say. Um, it can help make good decisions by feeding you, you know, answers very quick and, and accurately based on huge data sets about what you're requesting. Um, it can enhance your writing skills to the point where you just feed out what you wanted to write about and say, you know, write it in the style of Thoreau or whoever, it'll write an essay. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I mean, it's, it is something that teachers and professors are adjusting to right now, and there is a way to detect whether somebody has used this technology to basically cheat and, write, you know, write their term paper uh, using this technology. Right now they have that ability. As it gets better and better, don't forget, we're in the infancy of AI's capabilities and, uh, you know, and it'll only get better because it, it, yeah, that's what AI does. All right. Well, so, let, let's talk about what's, what's going on in your business uh, when it comes to hardware and technology. Uh, it's been a while since we've talked. Anything new? Uh, well, there's actually quite a bit that's new. Um, first of all, the uh, Intel like 12th and 13th generation processors are out, which have so many cores that they get, very hot. And so people will buy, you know, laptops wanting the latest and greatest processors. And then they start overheating. When, when it overheats, it can throttle down the speed to be slower than, than real basic computers because it's overheating or can damage the stuff. So getting the latest processors in your stuff, but you think, oh, I, I want the latest and greatest with all this power, may not be the right move if it's not cooling properly, you have to be really careful. Um, so, you know, 11th and 12th gen, you're usually okay. 13th generation processors, um, I would shy away from, you know, a little bit unless you have a need for it. 
And then just make sure you have a really good cooling system, maybe in a tower, not in a laptop. Don't put it in a laptop. Um, the, you know, the hard drive technology. Oh, do you have a question on that? No, no, no. No, no. I'm, I'm going to let you keep okay. expounding. All right. All right. Well, hard drives, um, everything's gone to solid state hard drives. It used to be in the early days of solid state. You know, they, they're, they're like RAM chips. They're super fast. They wait on you. It's not like the old spinning hard drives that were like a record player with like an armature that would read it off of the spinning platters and had tons of moving parts. Solid states, uh, when they first came out, were um, only had a limited number of writes, read and writes. So, you know, people didn't like them for that, and they were expensive. Well, now, you know, six, ten years later, the technology, you know, you can read and write and, and not worry about number of writes on, on most of the newer, you know, new good solid state drives. And the prices have dropped to below spinning. So nobody buys spinning hard drives. As a matter of fact, people just come in here all the time with their computers to have us image their hard drive and blast it to a solid state so all their software and data is there, but just on a super fast hard drive because it makes a world of difference. It's the difference between the computer waiting on you and you waiting on your computer. So solid state drives are the thing. If you get a new computer or if you have an old computer and want to upgrade it, people think, oh, I add more RAM, it'll make it faster. No, not not like a solid state will if you have a spinning. You want to get, make your machine faster, you know, put a solid state instead of your, that spinning hard drive. Didn't you folks do that with my laptop? I think we did. Yeah. And it probably made a world of difference on, on the machine. It did. Um, yeah, and so then you can get a few years out of it. Now, the problem is that um, a few years, because Windows 10 is going to be sunsetting in October of 2025. So um, if we're going to put a solid state in there and you're running an old, uh, older operating system, 10 isn't that old, but like I said, you know, October of 2025 is only a couple of years away. You won't be able to go to Windows 11 if you don't have a chipset. Remember in the, I was talking about processor chipsets earlier? That's at least eighth generation or higher. You've got to have eighth generation or higher to put Windows 11 on a computer. So uh, what I do is when somebody comes in now, we evaluate. Well, how old is it? How long do you want to use it for? If you're only going to get two years on your Windows 10 and then you won't be able to put Windows 11 on it, is it time to, you know, to put this solid state in there for the next couple of years? Or should you just buy a new machine? And we go over price differences, how old your machine is, and what's involved in making the right decision. You know, much like a, a light, much like my chart and your doctor keeping track of your test results and your, your medical history, at Madison Computer Works, you kind of keep track of this stuff. So if you're a consistent customer, you have that point of reference. Well, yeah, and we, we make records and, and, yeah, I mean, being a computer store, we obviously scan it in, have access to it in our databases and everything to look at what is going on with it, uh, when you got it from us, what software is installed, um, what's been done to it, that sort of, of thing. Um, if a scammer were to get on your computer and we got to wipe it and, and reinstall everything fresh, we have all the notes from the last, you know, when we first set it up and all your your information so we could reset it back up properly and quickly for you. Half the time, the customers don't even know some of the information, you know, that we had to figure it out the first time they came in. I you think know, you're talking about me. <laughs> I'm talking 90% of my customers. Oh, <laughs> you are let's face them. it. 
I'm the dumbest. When it comes to technology, I am your dumbest customer. There's no doubt about that. You're a user. You're fine. You know how to use your computer, and that's what's important. All right. Uh, you know, last time we talked, we were still talking about supply chain issues. How is that going? So supply chain, it depends what you're referring to. Like the parts for repairs, still tricky. I mean, when I'm trying to... You know, someone brings in a laptop, let's say an MSI laptop or even an Asus, uh, trying to find parts in this country to repair existing machines is very difficult. And people get upset. They say, oh, I only got this three years ago, and you're telling me you can't get a hinge kit for it or this or that? Well, it depends on the brand, and but a lot of, of the repair parts are still incredibly difficult to get. And if I can't get a part for it, what's your choice? Buy a new machine or try order it from like a foreign country, from China, we've stopped ordering from, from China parts just because they come in half the time, they don't work. I mean, if I can't return it to somebody in this country that I'm buying it from and get a refund if it doesn't work, I'm not interested in repairing it for you. I mean, you can order it and, and bring it in and deal with the, the people in China, but I won't order from there anymore. We just had too many um, problems with it. Now, when it comes to something like a server, like a Microsoft server, there's still 12 weeks out, you know, like three months. But it was up to six months during the height of the shortages and short, you know, shortages of chips. But servers are still taking me roughly 12 weeks to put together. So when somebody's server crashes suddenly, I'm having to put a loaner in place, order a new one, wait months and before I even get the replacement in. So things are not fine. By the way, you know, I'm hearing that they're going to be bringing microchip manufacturing back to the United States uh, because for industrial policy. They're wanting to bring manufacture more things, including EV vehicles in America. Right. How do you think right. some of that will affect your industry? Well, I would like it. I mean, the biggest problem has been cost involved because it costs more to produce things here. Um, but security-wise, and not knowing that there's not stuff being embedded by an American, well, shouldn't be something embedded by a city-state <laughs> wanting to spy on it or having backdoors built into it would be wonderful. It's going to cost more money. And so people whine about the cost, but I, I take security over convenience slash, you know, cost any day of the week. Um, one thing I didn't mention is, is that... Um, most other things like laptop computers and things that people do a lot of, I, there, there isn't much of a wait. I mean, once in a while, there won't be something, but then within a week it comes in. So I would say for your average retail, out of, you know, someone wanting to buy something new, it's pretty good in, in, in the supply chain. Sorry, I didn't mean to deviate. I just nope. forgot to mention that. And I thought, oh, I shouldn't. It's always okay to thinking, circle back. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Let's talk about Windows 11. Um, um, Windows have... 11 is um, tried and true now, meaning it's been out long enough and debugged long enough, and everything seems to work with it well. Matter of fact, a lot of our customers just have us set Windows 11 up like their Windows 10 was with you know the start button to the left and the desktop icons and all the things they had before. So they're just booting it up like they did their, their, 10, their Windows 10 clicking on their icon for whatever, Google Chrome or Word or whatever they run, and running it like they did and don't even notice a difference between it. Now, there are, you know, differences, and there are enhanced features in 11, but the bottom line is that Windows 11 is going to be um, 
um, well, the next OS that the only OS <laughs> once they drop Windows 10, which is like I said, a couple of years away. But you need to start planning now, and if your machine can't handle it, then and and it might be time to to upgrade if it doesn't have a chip that can you know a, a eighth gen or higher processor chip. You may need to replace your computer to run Windows 11. One thing that never changes is uh, people using uh, technology to cheat and steal. Malware, scammers, phishing, uh, the phishing that goes on. Uh, what are you seeing trend-wise there? Okay, so they went into overdrive during COVID, the scammers I'm talking about. And phishing has become the little darling of the scammers. They trick people. I get so many machines every day coming in, and it's always the same story. Something popped up on my screen. It said it was whoever, Microsoft or UPS or whatever, or heck, it, it, it could be a, uh, um, hey, there's a problem with your uh, um, Amazon account. If you didn't charge this $500, please call and talk to our representative. Or And they're all fake. And they're, and imagine what's going to happen with AI when 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 the fakes get that bad. I, that, that's a that is a concern we've talked about here. But um, I didn't mean to circle back to that. Um, AI is really going to give scammers all sorts of capabilities to fool people, and people are being fooled right now. And I'm not talking just the pop-ups that people believe are real, or the emails with a link that you know they believe are real but aren't really from. You know, the, I mean, I've gotten so many of them that look like they're from Microsoft, and I can tell that they're fakes, but a normal person would have no idea. So you say, well, I got an email that says such and such. Be skeptical. Somebody calls you on the phone. Be highly skeptical and doubtful. And, and you know, if something pops up on your screen saying, hey, there's a problem, blah, 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 be quadruply skeptical. Matter of fact, call in here, you know, as long as we're open. Or turn your machine off if all else fails and wait until we're open to discuss with somebody whether you should be. I know people freak out and they, they want to deal with it in the moment or they got things they got to do. But, boy, when when you let someone in your machine, that's that's bad. I mean, they entwine stuff. They steal your identity. They do everything. Not good at all. No, that can end no, up costing good. you a lot of money and uh, your own security. So, you know, before we go, I want to talk a little bit about the, the wonderful service that Madison Computer Works offers where you don't necessarily have to bring your computer in every time you need some type of service. Or if you're in a, a real pinch, your folks are amazing at helping and uh, explain that whole program. During, especially during COVID, even pre-COVID, we had the remote support capability where people would, you know, take out our, our computer care plans uh, so that we could, if something popped up on the screen or there's a problem, they can't, you know, get their email or Zoom's not working, whatever, they would just call up and we hop on and take a look at it. We say, oh, yeah, here's what's going on, you know, and we would just fix it for them or make it, you know, explain it and everything. Um, we really don't want people having to bring stuff in here and pay a lot of money, um, well, a lot of money, but be without it for a week and then pay an hour of labor, whatever, especially when it's simple stuff. And unless it's a hardware issue, then it's got to come in. Now, the scammers, if you let them onto your machine and they've had free reign on your computer, we want the machine in, brought into our store. 
We're not, I mean, I can remote in and stop a, a pop-up or whatever, but second you let the wolf into the house to, to run amok, it's got to come in here because we're probably going to do a fresh install of Windows. But our remote plans are designed so that no matter what you're dealing with, if you're not sure what to do or if you should or something's not working, we pop on. If I can fix it in under 10 minutes, I just take care of it for you. I mean, we do charge if we spend 20 minutes, but you get billed 20 minutes labor, which is like 30 bucks or something, to fix something if, you know, that's not working. And you don't have to bring it in, be without it, schedule someone coming on site, any of that stuff. So people love it. And that's how we are supporting thousands of customers across the nation now. Actually, we got people overseas we're supporting. Well, I, I can tell you that uh, you can help when uh, I'm in Canada twice now. <laughs> you text oh, help yeah. me while I'm in Canada. So that absolutely is a plus. And I don't care how much you know about computers. You guys know more because it's all you do. Well, it's not just about how much you know. It's got to be somebody that you trust to work on your machine and that you know. You don't let someone on your computer to help you that you don't know because you don't know what they're doing. Now, a lot of people say, well, I don't really know you. Well, we've been here 40 years. We're brick and mortar. You can meet the people who are helping you. I mean, you can know us now if, if you're in the area. If you're out of the area, you know, you can, I suppose, look it up online. But we've been here forever, and we take care of police departments, politicians, everybody. We take care of everybody. All right. Madison Computer Works. You're by CUNA Mutual. You're on Island Drive. Uh, we are right across from Oakwood Village, uh, right. uh, yeah, Mineral Point and Island Drive, 353 Island Drive. And you're at uh, 608-231-8000. And the website? Um, well, www.madisoncomputerworks.com. It's our full name, madisoncomputerworks.com. Brian, thanks so much for coming on with us today. Oh, it's a pleasure, always. All right. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. Another edition of SliceOffice.com. SliceOffice.com. Thanks a million. Bye-bye. <laughs>